0: To come. Welcome to Too Much Dip, the only podcast that has a uh, chip with cheese on it as a mascot. My name's Dave, coming to us live from DeSoto, Texas for... Maybe the last time as far as remote from DeSoto, one of the last. You'll it's, get one more Thursday. It's Limited KJ. Are you gonna tell people where you're moving?
1: Uh yeah. Breaking news. Uh a week from today, I will be an apartment, boy, moving out of DeSoto, up to the suburbs, boy.
0: Wow, <laughs> you gotta stop. Dude, see, you <laughs> can't have Dylan, me, and you singing. <laughs>
1: Oh man. Yeah. So, um, uh, I talked a lot about the hell that was the process of getting a house ready to be on the market, you know, or at least to go about it properly getting in painters, fixing up things around the house for like two or three weeks and then, uh, that shit went in like 48 hours. We were under contract and so, you know, close next week, but, uh, we got a GTFOH over the weekend, get this stuff moved, get into storage. Then your boy will be broadcasting live from uh the confines, likely of a nice quaint two bedroom apartment for a few months. Uh maybe I'll even pop in for my office from time to time. We'll see. We'll then see what the acoustic feel like in the appointment.
2: Just a few months, then what? What happens after that? You know, you know, uh, you know
0: keep an eye out.
1: I would say it's it's an I'm in the transfer portal. How about that?
0: Oh, I like that analogy. It's got a sports tie
2: in. Speaking of transfer yeah. portal, was that was that Trump sound clip that you dropped at the beginning of the podcast a shout out to me and my excitement over what's going on?
0: Oh, okay. So in this scenario, you're so excited that you're coming.
2: I'm asking if that's what you're referring to.
0: That's Dylan, by the way, folks. Hey,
2: everybody. I'm not about to to see, but I am very excited about what's going on.
0: Yeah. A lot of fun stuff happening. It really wasn't. I was actually just looking for audio from the Too Much Dip Instagram that I could play to intro because I didn't want to do like one of the sound drops. And Yeah. And the uh look, we don't like to get political here. But well, objectively, the greatest soundbite of all time.
2: Now that 2021 is coming to an end and we we look back on the year that was, um I will say that my favorite video of the year is the Kamala Harris Trump hybrid of the two when she's saying "Do not come, do not come" and it quickly it goes to Donald and he's he says I'm going to um, come with the hand, with the hands. It's uh, for me, that that's as good as it gets. KJ, it your thoughts? So much
1: better. I was going to say it makes it so much better that we don't. And then maybe it's just because I'm a sycophant and I will like consume every piece of viral video in the political uh, stratosphere whenever a certain candidate or certain president is in office. But uh, I kind of enjoy uh, the down times right now where the best clip we get is <laughs> Somebody falling asleep. Um, sleepy so with Joe? The Kamala video, I don't remember watching the whole press conference. Just, I don't, you know, uh, t- exactly. Sleepy Joe. It's like, so Man. when I see the clip, I'm like, might as well be the uh, real context. Was her talking about coming
2: sleepy Joe, <laughs> AKA our president. Um, he really did himself no favors after that nickname kind of surfaced. And he, uh, went on to fall asleep publicly a couple of times. But uh, it's a good one.
1: I I can't throw rocks in that glass house. I know we're way off track here, but uh, I previously was uh, highly revered um, back in my office days, early in my career, for being able to sit at the computer, have an open email up, hands on the keyboard, and my fingers would be just writing an email full of like Gs and Ks and Ls because my hands would be heavy on the keyboard and I would just be full blown asleep. Eyes maybe, maybe not open. Who knows? But just head up, just nothing. So I can't throw stones in the glass house of uh, daytime sleepiness.
0: We've all been there. I've fallen asleep in public many times. <laughs> Passed out. <laughs> this guy parties. This guy, this guy parties. Hey, speaking of partying, go to uh, washedmedia.shop. Get you a dippy. Get you some Dippy gear. We got the Dippy Bang Long Sleeve. We've got the new, the Dippy. Do we still have the Formula One? I think we do. We didn't sell out of those, did we? No, we didn't. We got it. Get you a Dippy Formula One. Speaking of that, we got all sorts of gear. Washedmedia.shop. Get you a washed winter torque. You can even just do like some dad caps. We got all sorts of stuff. A lot of good gear on there. Check it out. What's the cutoff date for uh, Christmas arrival? Um, The
2: 15th? i would if I would imagine it's already passed.
0: I don't know we'll We'll set it on circling back today, so I hope that's not the case. Oh okay, then yeah, let's go with that. Just buy it today and then if if it doesn't get here in time, then just definitely email Randy Randy at washmedia dot com and just let him know your grievances. Today's going to be a fun show. We've got a lot to get to. Uh, I think there's no better way to start than let ground floor F one guy Dylan. Just explain what went down yesterday in the uh, drivers' championship.
2: Everyone has been referring to me as Ground One or Ground Floor F1 guy. Combine the two there.
0: Yeah, an exciting finish. KJ, okay, did, okay,
2: did you watch?
1: I caught. Uh, I feel like I watched it live. Yeah. Let's yeah.
0: let's tag I team. Was, this. I was there. It? Let's tag team this. So I, course, hey, guess what? Also, a Ground Floor Lewis F1 Hamilton. Guy. I watched
2: it too, Dylan. Verstappen. I'm going to say his name correctly. We're tied going to the final race of the season in Abu Dhabi. As we know yeah. um a um an exciting first lap i believe Ru- lewis was run off the track a little bit uh so it started off hot um coming into the final few laps there was a a wreck collision and right, guys
1: uh, you know, i don't know the first name uh latifi is his last name but
2: Queen every latifi. time i've
1: referenced it since I latifi keep thinking got into latifi. an
2: accident now they brought out the safety car um for a few laps of course, getting the wreckage off and all that. Um, so, Lewis was in uh, P one. Verstappen was in sixth. I mean, he was in second. He was in P two, but there were yeah. cars between them that had been lapped. Correct, so, correct. They weren't in the race, but they were very much physically in between the two. Right? How tra-
0: demoralizing is it to get lapped? I know. Just go fast. <laughs> there's fa- fucking, there's just no simply coming back. Drive faster. I I would just not get lapped. I know. I would rather just crash and have to get kicked out. I you know, know you got to yeah, get like points, finish, but... right? Oh, damn, freaking freaking car again! All right, sorry. In one lap, basically,
2: it's. I mean, also, it's not like a. It's not. It's not a short lap. Like one lap is a very, <laughs> very long. That's how slow your vehicle is. <laughs> What's going on? What are you Doing get new tires. Like, go to a different play, a different sport. Anyway. <laughs> so there's controversy because um with several laps to go i guess there's like a disagreement on whether or not the ruling allows for the lapped cars to pass the safety car kj can you clear i read about yeah, so this I, it's still i don't know how much me. i
1: can bail you out on the ruling itself um and fortunately nobody comes to us to, to bust open a rule book but what i can say is uh if there is any controversy the question is i guess Mercedes is lodging appeal based on only five cars were able to unlap themselves or un get themselves in the position after the safety car exited the track as opposed to with more laps to go they would have allowed more cars to free themselves up if not all 20 cars or the remaining vehicles and then resume the race however given that there was only like one and a half laps or so left. Um, they allowed five cars, and then both cars were in position, and it basically gave Max Verstappen a opportunity to benefit from the fact that he had newer tires. Um,
2: and soft tires, and, I believe.
1: Yeah, soft tires, but but they were, uh, he'd, he'd gotten his tire, they, they only had maybe 12 laps on them or something yeah, like that. Which gave 15. him
2: it's a pretty big advantage over Hamilton mm-hmm. in that last lap. Which enabled him to pass and so he won for won. one there's some controversy people some people think it's was it george russell who um was, immediately yeah immediately was just like this is this can't happen or something like he was not happy about it people think it's acceptable.
1: i think was this tweet
2: um it almost seems like the like the decision to let the lapped cars pass the safety car was almost like discretionary like it was almost like to create drama or to allow for an exciting finish. I think that's
0: the thought was to put the two, the two big dogs head to head to to create this. because it gave us like a sick ending, but like, I don't know. People, I may be reading a biased writer here, but like, uh, they're saying that they pick and they're picking and choosing which rules to enforce and which ones not to. Um, and I don't think anybody thinks this is a good decision. Now, if you're a, if you're a Mercedes hater, you don't care. Like, You think Mercedes has had this coming because they've benefited from some uh, interesting enforcement of the rules this season. But um, I guess one thing I didn't realize was uh, how many people really didn't like Mercedes. And I'm very curious, are there a lot of uh, Verstappen fans because they like him or is it just because they don't like Lewis Hamilton? Because the guy, granted... I've I haven't been watching the sport very long, and I'm notorious for only watching the last 20 minutes of every race. That's look, that's that's my viewing progress. Um, but he just doesn't seem like he's got any personality whatsoever. Is it just that he's the other guy? He's the fill to to Tiger. I think people like him for a few reasons.
2: I think people want a little bit more parody on the sport. Um also he's just he's kind of just a bad boy. People like a bad some people like a bad boy. He's also widely regarded as, like, the best young talent in the sport, which I think is very clear if you pay attention. So it's, like, well, he's ex- it's exciting what he's doing.
0: Okay. And um, we were, we were kind of trolling Will yesterday because Will's a big Verstappen guy. Yes. And we were, we were, we were busting his balls saying that this was... I, cool.
1: I, I'm going to object slightly. I would say that Will sought out any uh, opposition to him beating his chest as a Verstappen
0: fan. He was looking for game. smoke. Well, and oh, he yeah. got it because I, I did compare this to the Astros World Series. Um, and now that comparison may be a, a bad one. It may not really, like on the merits, look, you know, when you really look at it, you could probably um, differentiate the two. But at the end of the day, we're talking asterisk. And I actually feel bad for Verstappen that, like, dude, he wins his first championship and this is what people are talking about. And it's not just us. We're not the only haters. I am a, I am a ground floor Lewis guy. Everybody knows that. But I guess
1: my position would be, I would have, I'm learning quickly that Verstappen, and this isn't a Will Dick, but Verstappen fans are special kind of terrible. Like they're very Boston sports team fan-esque. And oftentimes a fan base can make me dislike a player or a team or in this situation, you know, a driver. Uh, So again, while I have nothing against Verstappen, his fan base is a little bit insufferable, but what I would have hoped for as somebody was hoping that Lewis would win is that if Verstappen won in this situation, if I'm a fan of Verstappen, it's like, he's been an incredible driver all year. Um, he is one of the best drivers. They've, they've had a hell of a season. I'm glad that he, you know, that everything that he's proven over the year wasn't tossed by the end of this race. Um, but we wish that it wouldn't have had to come down to that. Like maybe that ending wasn't the way that they wanted to win. And whereas they're like, hey, I don't give a shit. You know, this righted the story. This is what should have happened. I'm like, okay, that's kind of shitty.
0: To be fair, it did create some drama. That last lap was pretty exciting. No, yeah. that was their goal. The like, To them, the ends justify the means. Um, but, I mean, to, to to people like us, the casual, the most casual F1 fans, um, trying to decipher what happened and kind of not really having any faith in the governing body and being like, well, is this how it has always been? Like, yeah.
2: It does. It it seems like a shady sport, and it really does, man. I kind of the elite sport, and I I, I kind of talked about this the last couple of weeks. Like it's all just coming together a little bit too perfectly right now. A lot of know? people like, think
0: it's scripted, which I don't it's it it quite the undertaking.
2: It certainly feels <laughs> that it, there's some of that going on.
0: Yeah, I mean, it worked out in a like it legitimately I mean, like, like a movie.
2: These two badasses come down to the they, they're tied going to the last. There just it happens to be it comes down Latifi to the Rex last lap.
0: safety car
2: comes down to the very last lap in the very last race of the season. It's just like it's a it's a it's a movie script. Uh, Any
1: thoughts or questions on you know anything? You're saying shady, and I'm like, hey, I probably wouldn't say anything was shady when it was performed before the prince or princess of the United Arab Emirates or Mohammed bin bin Salim? Salim, Salim,
0: Salim. MBS? MBS. <laughs> what are you trying to say?
1: I'm saying, you know, coincidence and Panama Papers, MBS, MVDS. I'm not saying anything. Um, <laughs> I'm genuinely not even implying anything. It's just bullshit. I'm glad that it happened. I'm excited to watch it unfold on Drive to Survive and to see some of the behind the scenes stuff. Although we've read and been told multiple times that Red Bull and Verstappen multiple times just gives a finger to giving any access um, or much involvement to. Uh, drive to survive. So maybe it'll give us more Norris time and more Russell time.
0: Yeah. Well, because we're not getting that's another weird thing about Verstappen is that he's not, he's not participating at all on camera in drive to survive this season.
1: A minimum or whatever, like the absolute, you know, smallest involvement is. He
0: has early, um, he has like early tiger vibes, like in as far as relationship with the media. Um, so far as like kind of doing the bare minimum doesn't give you a ton, isn't really giving you a, a look inside the man. Which like my, my
1: only objection would be I, you could say that Tiger probably had justified skepticism about the media's intentions. With sure. Him, whereas like, there's really no reason that Verstappen would be like so opposed, with the exception of like European paparazzi is another fucking
0: monster over there. So I get it. That's that's a great point. Um, it's definitely different over there. No, I was just reading. I'm, I'm still, I'm very intrigued about this, but yeah, I, I just was looking for any kind of precedent with like a safety car restart like this. And there's just not one unless you know, um, letting cars unlap themselves while the rest of the lapped cars further down the order would remain in place. Just seems weird. Um, but it's going to be really, really fun watching this on, uh, Netflix whenever that comes out next summer or whatever it is.
1: They should put them in funny cars and just drag this out, just a little drag race if if it's up to me. Fly them down to Ennis, Texas, put them in some funny cars, just fucking. Oh,
0: yeah, or uh, just taking them down to Ellen's Fairway, Cedar Hill. (laughs) There you go. It's a joke for no one. Um, Handful people.
1: A question for you as Dallas sports fan. The Cowboys dominated yesterday. Micah Parsons, probably Rookie of the Year, or for sure Defense Rookie of the Year, maybe even Defense Player of the Year. Uh, but I don't think anyone would say that things looked great offensively yesterday. Um, so to not do that, a Cowboys session, would you say you have more concern over Dak Prescott or Luka Doncic as a, Cowboy, as a Dallas sports fan?
0: Um, I'm not concerned at all about Luka. I'm concerned about the Mavericks roster because it's not good. Um, I, it's not enough to compete at the highest levels of the West. Um, Luca, what'd you say? Great coaching staff though. Oh, wow. He, he it says doesn't it. Seem, it doesn't seem like the answer. No, it's not. Um, but no, I, I'm more, I would be honestly more worried about Dak because he is not, he's not looked nearly as good as he did, uh, before the calf injury. That's just facts. He looks, he looks timid he looks afraid to tuck it and run which is a big part of the you know offensive threat not a big part but you have to have that threat there otherwise you don't have to if you're on the defense you're not worrying about Dak Um, and he just made some awful decisions that he does not make like that pick six yesterday uh, to make it a one score game was absolutely the worst throw of his career I, have a th- I think that the, the lineman that was kind of in his face blocked the linebacker or safety that, that picked it, but it's still inexplicable. And it, his first pick to C D, uh, the ball was sailing on him. So he had some great throws yesterday, but he had some inexplicably bad ones. He's missed some easy ones over the last few weeks. So, yeah, I'm more worried about the Cowboys and, and, and Dak. But that being said, the defense, now that they are healthy, looks to be elite. And that is enough to win you games, and I think playoff games. So I, you know, yeah, it is cause for concern. But um, I don't know what's up with the dude, Dylan. Were you uh,
1: concerned that uh, your team was up twenty-four nothing yesterday, and it was a one-score game?
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I I didn't watch all of this game. I watched some of this game. Um, highlights, obviously, the defense. Michael Parsons is an absolute beast. Um, I didn't really see much of the running game, but I did. I did see the very poor Dak interception late in the game. There the was no six. running game. Yeah, that that's no more, ton- that's more concerning to me than than
0: Dak. No Tony Pollard. Um, Zeke's playing, even though his his fucking legs busted up. Like, yeah, you get that Corey was- Clement getting uh, getting carries. It's just a weird scene right now behind that offensive line. Then. That- I think it's healthy right now
2: for the most part. That's, that's more concerning to me than Dak, not than him missing throws, I guess. Um, but yeah, like Dave said, the defense is strong and that's going to win you some games, nine and four divisions locked up at this point. Um, good, good things. It's like, it's like the offense and the defense just kind of switched. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, the offense was, was incredible. At the start of the season. The defense was kind of a little bit injured and off. And then they kind of just flip flopped. But, um, you got to get hot at the right time.
0: Yesterday was easily the, the most um, complete performance by the defense because it feels like up to the, this point, it's been, they've had big plays. They've had, you know, pick sixes. They've had interceptions, takeaways, which are obviously very important. But, like, as far as pass rush goes and just, like, making, the, making Heineke, knocking him out of the game twice, I think, uh, like, you haven't seen that kind of uh, pass rush from anybody other than Micah Parsons in a long time and, uh God, dude, that guy, I, I I don't even think I'm fully comprehending how awesome his how his his game is and just how versatile he is. But Are you talking about Micah? Micah Parsons. Dude. <laughs> Not Heineke. Not Heineke. <laughs> Not Heineke. Oh, do you think I was talking Heineke? Did I say that? Yeah, uh, no. Micah, he's
2: Michael Parsons is unbelievable.
0: I felt bad for Heineke, dude. He was fucking he's getting lit up.
2: He's mm-hmm. a he's a gamer,
0: and he <laughs> you saw when he was getting taking out that second time. Like you saw like uh Neville Gallimore or somebody like kind of giving him a pat on the head. Like, Hey man, just not your day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I, I do enjoy when players like, you know, beat the shit out of each other, but nobody's out there trying to see someone like get their career ruined over a play. Like, I don't think that's anyone's goal. So I, I do enjoy that, that, that sportsmanship, even if some of it sometimes is a little bit like, you know, come on, pal, good luck next time. Um, yeah, there were a ton of other compelling games yesterday. The Bucks and Bills, the Bills are in a weird spot where they've lost a lot of games. Not necessarily that they should have won, um, but we haven't had a chance to even really discuss the fact that they played against like a 24-mile-an-hour wind and lost the Patriots who threw three passes on last Monday night. Um, or was that Thursday night?
0: That was the Thursday night game, I believe. Thursday night game,
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, So uh, no, it wouldn't have been Thursday. Um, It was last Monday, last Monday.
0: We know it was Um, at night. That's what we do know. Yeah. (laughs) Monday. Last
1: Monday. So the bills, I still feel like are competitive. What I do know for sure, to kind of wrap up my NFL thought outside of the next story, is that (laughs) the AFC is much more deep than the NFC. When I look at the Cowboys, as a Cowboys skeptic, you know, a step improved from being a Cowboys hater early in this year. Um, it seems like they find teams that have backup or third-string quarterbacks that are just eager to play them right at the right time. Like, I think you guys might be getting Mike Glennon next week, so congrats, and then probably Kyle Allen again. you think that
2: AFC is deeper than the NFC
1: this year? Absolutely, because I I would say after the Cowboys in the NFC, it falls off. Like, you've got the Packers. um, You think the the Cowboys are the
2: class of the NFC right currently? You mean the Cardinals? No.
1: The Cardinals, the Packers, the Cowboys.
2: Okay.
0: The Rams, oh,
1: and then question mark.
0: Yeah, that's uh, it.
1: The Niners or I think are in the playoffs. And they're actually I would say sneaky competitive. I expect them to probably uh you know possibly eke out a win. It's a good um, win
0: yesterday. Huh? Good win yesterday for them.
1: Yeah, it was an exciting game with the Bengals. But then the AFC, like you have so many teams like the Bengals, the Raiders. The Broncos, who I don't think they're good, but...
2: See what happened to the Raiders yesterday? Oh, my God. uh,
1: Embarrassing.
2: They got the The
1: the Chiefs woke up. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But then, yeah, in in AFC, I think you go six, seven deep easily, and then you've got a bunch of average to below average teams that can beat anybody. I don't think the Broncos are good, but again, they can catch the Cowboys in a random week and win a game. Mm -hmm. Um, Same thing with the Chargers. I don't think they're good, but they'll sneak up and beat somebody. Steelers they're a terrible team but they've got enough talent Ben Roethlisberger aside to like win a game um and who knows what Lamar Jackson's situation is so yeah um between the Patriots and whatever else is going on over there with the Chiefs like AFC is still heavy favorite in my opinion
0: yeah the Thursday Um, night game last week was the Steelers and I only remember that because I immediately love starting off the week with an L on uh dip picks and um
1: Can we address that quickly? Uh, Do we have to? It keeps happening. Y'all hit your triple play or your uh, big boys' tax proprietary proprietary. Um.
2: I feel like every week we keep saying (laughs) the guests can't stay this hot, and every week they just prove us wrong. Adam's laughing. (laughs) Shut up, Adam. You're part of the problem too. (laughs) The
0: the guest is that the guest has the advantage because they only have to do it once, and they're not they don't have the uh, the weight of losing and betting against someone else like that are on the show. So they don't overthink it like we do, or at least like I do. So the guest, and and yes, I am discrediting the guest and that, that is me being a little salty. Sorry, Adam. I,
1: I will say this, like we've probably guilted Dylan out of his hot streak. Like if we would have never said anything to Dylan over picking games that we were picking or picking the Cowboys over and over, or against Texas towards the end of the year, like he probably wouldn't have ever missed the big boy stack.
0: He hit a big boy stack yesterday on a non Cowboys. I did very proud of that. It looked weird. It looked uh, ugly at first, but shout out to my, my buddy, Mikey for the pick.
2: It
0: was with I've the been, Texans. And, uh, the Seahawks type uh, Texans. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Seahawks Texans. Minus yeah. eight and a half. No, read, yeah. read uh, listener. Reed, um, Dr. Reed, just whipped our ass. Well, beat me by one games. It was very. I I had a good showing, um, but yeah, he he did good. He did it again.
1: He he tied the guest record for picks
2: on the year. Seven.
0: And Randy two. has had
1: a seven and two year. Reed has had a seven and two week. I'm sorry. So is Randy, and as uh, Brett one time, one of his two times. So
2: let's just get Landry um, back on.
1: Exactly. <laughs> we may have Landry on. We may have to go to a professional picker and just zig when they zag because I feel like when we had like. You know Jack Hammer on who's good at picking sports betting. He had an average week at best. Yeah, so we might we might need to call on Brick or something to, uh, uh, you know, play the heel
2: here.
0: So. Yeah, he's got a he's got a he needs to have a word with Dylan, um, regarding uh <laughs> Brick Squad, <That's laughs> coffee true. methodology.
1: That is true. That is true.
2: All right. Um,
0: let's talk Urban. What are, what are we What are we talking now? Is it Urban time?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Don't be so timid about Urban. He's he's gone.
1: I don't think he is. That's the problem.
0: There's no... What happened? What came out yesterday or over the weekend?
1: So, allegedly, all caps, underline, full quotes, allegedly, sprinkle stars over it. Um, There was a report, I believe, by SB Nation or someone, uh, Tom Pellicero on Twitter had reported that there were many plugged in sources that um, recanted a couple different incidents. One in which urban Meyer got into a heated argument with Marvin Jones to which I'd reply. So what like Marvin Jones, isn't the franchise superstar. He was our big offseason season signing, but it's, you know, that's a stupid thing to report and be like, Oh, this head coach is tanked. Obviously on the whole, it's just not another good sign. I complained earlier in the season that, Things were fine because I hadn't heard rumblings of players complaining. You know, big red flashing light there. Last week, Trevor Lawrence had complained about the benching of James Robinson, who I'd also defended, saying if the Jags were going to be good, they needed to run the ball with James Robinson. They actively have not been doing that. And after Trevor Lawrence came public with that statement, uh, they ran the ball like seven times yesterday total, and like four of them with James Robinson.
0: My RB1. Yeah. It's not looking uh, and good.
1: And then lastly... There was a report that uh, Urban Meyer went around the room of his coaches in a meeting, yelling at them one by one, asking them what have they won, telling them basically to defend their history, like have they ever won a national championship, a Super Bowl, or anything, to which in my head I'm like, I don't know, don't hire a staff full of Charlie Strongs and losers if you want to be able to go around the table and ask them what they won. Um, Basically calling all of his coaches losers, blaming them, and going on. Urban Meyer basically validated everything but the argument with Marvin Jones saying, yes, I am hard on my coaches, but the Marvin Jones report, that's bullshit. You know, I don't know who these sources are and where these leaks are coming from, but if there's actually a leaker or somebody, you know, reporting this, then they're gonna be unemployed. It looked bad. And then to top it all off, I don't know if you saw this, following getting their asses absolutely whooped by the Titans, Urban Meyer decided to do the thing I hate the most about college or football coaches, period, and do the whole bullshit, no handshake, cold shoulder, not even stop and say hi, good game after the game
2: with uh, Mike Vrabel. He looked dead inside. Who used to coach with him, correct? Um, If so, I don't was know. Was he not on staff with him at Ohio State at some point?
1: He might have been briefly because Vrabel pretty quickly after coaching was was back in the NFL, so maybe he spent a year up there. Um. I, I know that coaches connect and communicate before the games during the weeks a little bit. And then after the games sometimes, or, you know, weeks after whatever. So what they see on the field, as awkward as that is with like randomly cops, always walking with coaches and the media, it's still just a terrible look. You can go give a fucking handshake and move on with your day.
0: They were definitely, or Vrabel was definitely on that coaching staff. I don't know if he was like a linebacker coach or something, but so they have, they have somewhat of a relationship. Yeah. I, he could he could have uh, he could have given him the the, the stop, look him in the eyes, say two words, pat on the back, and then walked off. Instead, dude, that just looked like a guy that looked like he
2: knows that he's toast. He knows
0: Ugh, that God. was a uh, that was very Kendall Roy of him to be okay. topical. Have so you, guys you guys seen this? You guys seen the show Succession?
1: I'm way behind. Okay. And that's on me.
0: How you feeling, though? I mean, you got to think this is great for Trevor Lawrence's development.
1: That's the only thing I would say applying pressure. Like, as a fan base, it's embarrassing, yeah. But, like, would I feel better as a Lions fan? No, not
0: at all. <laughs> Adam fist pumps off mic.
1: <laughs> like, we've won two games. They've won and tied a game, but, like, Do I feel better if I'm them and they've got a rah rah like coach in absolutely no direction as a team like personnel wise? We've got better talent. It should be better than they are. It's not working. Yes, there's some dysfunction. I would be more concerned that some of this will inhibit them from bringing on more talented coaches in the future, not head coaches, but staff. I just don't see the Con family firing Urban, um, and I don't see Urban quitting on his own sometime next year maybe otherwise we're gonna have like Doug Peterson or Bill O'Brien fucking coaching
0: what team. what if he has like a health condition that just pops up out of nowhere that keeps him out of coaching for say like a year
1: I get it it's happened a couple times in the past but like he was in those places for like five or six years
0: you know? it's hard just couldn't take it KJ people
1: have been like arguing oh he's gonna leave he's gonna take this job he's gonna have this heart condition like since like week three or week four and so it's like eh I don't see anything happening short of Trevor Lawrence like making it happen, which is a possibility.
0: Yeah, I didn't realize that there was the the Trevor Lawrence a- angle. I didn't know he was displeased with the coaching staff. Uh, that's because he does not put off uh, criticize the coaching staff vibes, and maybe it's because yeah. he never had to at Clemson. But uh, to to have your rookie quarterback say he's not happy about a a, a personnel move is seems like a big deal, and maybe even underreported, as I didn't even know it happened.
1: Yeah, it's 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 not great. It's not great. I I, I guess, you know, the, there's not one thing that could fix this team. But then again, for a team that won one game last year and has two wins this year, like, of course, there's not a lot that could fix this. Um, so uh, we'll see. We will see. Still them Jags. That's the quote.
0: Still them Jags, huh? Guys, well, before we get into it, Further, can I just take a minute to talk Coinbase? Please do, Dave. If you've been looking to level up your financial portfolio, it's always good to diversify. Why not think about cryptocurrency? Backed by the world's leading investors, Coinbase keeps your portfolio safe and secure while adding crypto into your mix. Coinbase offers a trusted and easy-to-use platform to buy, sell, and spend cryptocurrency. Dylan, I've been in the game for a minute. You have. We we both have. We're both Coinbase guys.
2: I've been. Coinbase got from the jump.
0: They support the most popular digital currencies on the market and make them accessible to everyone. They offer portfolio management and protection, learning resources, and a mobile app so you can trade securely and monitor your crypto all in one place. Millions of people in over 100 countries trust Coinbase with their digital assets. Whether you're looking to to diversify, you're just getting started, or searching for a better way to access crypto markets, start today with Coinbase, that's how I got in the game, and I've utilized some of those learning tools that they offer, and it's helped me a lot. Now I'm officially the crypto guy. People come to me
2: for a crypto dumbass like me who doesn't really you are even understand blockchain. Stand it, um, it's a good like beginners like oh, let's get in the game. It it's very simple to use.
0: How about this, Dylan? For a limited time, new users can get ten dollars in free Bitcoin when you sign up today at Coinbase.com/slash bang. Sign up at Coinbase dot com slash bang for ten dollars in free bitcoin this is a limited time offer so be sure to sign up today that's coinbase dot com slash bang is it time you're uh is it time you're you had a little uh extra something when you walked into the office this morning
1: i would say can we just consider like the last two or three months of this man's life out here like You know, uh, after the low being like an all-time bad losing streak, he kind of just resided to, you know what, I'm done with the the season. I found my place in like a position of zen. You know, the man's like secured a new abode, purchased a home, Mm -hmm. confirmed a Vegas trip, and now maybe the biggest thing of all.
2: I'm busting right now.
1: Just absolutely fucking lifted off of. West Texas face Quinn Ewers, selecting the University of Texas.
2: Texas landed uh, two five-stars over the weekend, the nation's number one offensive tackle. And, of course, Quinn Ewers, one of the highest-rated recruits of all time, actually tied with Vince Young as the highest-rated recruit of all time. Cures
0: Anon is what some are calling him.
2: No one's calling me Cures Anon. But, yes, Quinn Ewers, the five-star quarterback who skipped his senior year at South Lake Carroll to go play for Ohio State. Got the bag to the tune of like 1.4, 1.5 milli, and in the transfer portal, announced that he's going to Texas last night.
0: This this has been watching this play out over the last week or two, where he he hit the transfer portal, and then it was Texas Tech. Uh, I believe TCU was even a player in this. He made a, He made a visit to TCU, Tennessee. Was Tennessee involved?
1: I wouldn't say Tennessee's name got thrown out there. Or maybe I'm thinking Zach Evans. Uh, I get the two of them yeah, confused because yeah, Zach Evans so. was like the number two recruit that class.
2: Okay. It it was Texas Texas Tech. And then TCU got, he, he had a courtesy a cup, visit. He for had a hometown coffee team. in Fort Worth, I think, wherever Quinn Ewers drinks. Probably no cream in that thing.
0: He's a bang energy guy. Yeah. Probably if I had to so. guess. And that, that uh, doesn't he does say anything
1: kind of fantastic not super but he just drinks kind of fantastic
2: okay well we'll see we'll see uh so yeah i mean texas is somehow putting together a pretty impressive recruiting class after going five and seven losing to to kansas uh don't know how they're doing it um but i'm very pleased with what's going on um there's another five-star offensive guard who's leaning toward texas it might announce in the ne- in the coming days so things are looking good you know recruiting's just a, a small piece to the puzzle of course but uh, it's a it's a good start to the off season, the early off season for the Texas Longhorns. Very excited, Quinn. Ewers, um I think last week I said I I got kind of shithead vibes from the kid. Oh, and here I, we go. I, I would love to walk that take back at some point. Um, we'll see. I I have high hopes, but you never know. You never know what these kids are going to do when they actually you know get on campus and go through a program like this. So we'll see what happens. But. Optimism is well, uh, is in high gear again. As it's it fun. should
0: be because I mean if there's one thing Texas is known for, it's definitely not squandering uh really good recruiting classes. That's like one <laughs> thing that they're just not known for doing. Um
2: Texas the, okay, I see what you're doing and it's not you're not wrong, but Texas has not had like slam dunk recruiting classes the past whatever years. I mean, it's They've been on par with like a um they've been a second tier recruiting program not a top tier which they have been you know the Vince Young to Colt McCoy era some great recruiting classes and they that was a winning football program but since then it's been kind of good kind of top heavy with a few studs and a bunch of just just guys
0: but i see what you're doing i don't like it <laughs> i don't like you either oh, shit all right well i look i'm look i'm i'm just trying to temper your optimism Partially because I am a little jealous. Not my, I don't. I think Quinn Ewers will be fine. I think it's next to impossible for him him to live up to the hype, um, which he, much of it he's brought on himself. So um, I'm more the it's the it's the talent. It's the Duncanville kid that they flipped from Oregon, uh, and the other kid, the five star you said that was also a, an Oregon commit. Yeah. Oregon is just bleeding recruits. Well, they lost their head coach. Yeah,
2: of course, it opens the door yeah. to decommitments, which is a you know, par for the course, I guess. But,
0: Part of um, the game, but it is. Yeah, they picked up Cameron Williams. He is the uh, six seven three twenty or three thirty O lineman on Duncanville. That's he's um, so featured in a viral vid just bullying South Lake kids. We'll get and to that there's in a minute. Also, a um,
2: a five star receiver who's committed to Texas A M, who's been liking some interesting tweets lately. So, I don't oh, did he? I, did he? Te- did he do the Ted Cruz? It seems he might be a fan of uh, Quinn Ewers. Let's okay. Just, let's just leave it at that. I'm not saying he's going to flip. I'm just saying, yeah, keep an eye out. Evan Stewart. Shout out to Corey. Evan Stewart's his name. Um, Evan who? Stewart.
1: Stewart. Um, I would answer the question about how they're going about it in two ways. One, Xavier Worthy, as we've mentioned in the last couple of weeks, seems to be a huge help in their recruitment effort. So, shouts to him. Love to see when you're one of your best players is also – front of line, like helping bring people to the program, especially from a non-quarterback position. I think that's impressive. And number two, there was a report out last week, um, UT Athletics to be funded by Clark Field Collective in a $10 million NIL agreement, which basically is like a hedge fund basically to support Texas Longhorns athletic students, creating a fund to provide them with unique Nil deals if uh, you want to take a route that's not the Gary Patterson yelling at boosters and individual businessmen give these players money or we're gonna lose them all <laughs> to instead, catch stray. Thought outside the box and I just I just can't quit them I just can't quit the man it's not uh, healthy. I'm, I'm CNN with 45 for, like, the f- next six months after he left office.
0: <laughs> Those ratings are going down.
1: <laughs> In this situation, I'm Don Lemon and, and not Smollett, and I'm definitely not Lennon, Lemon, and definitely not Cuomo. Um, anyways, $10 million to go to players. A part of that fund includes Texas basketball player TJ Ford, former football player Kenny Vaccaro. So um, respect to them for basically – throwing their money behind where, you know, they believe, uh, um, you know, where they wouldn't put their faith. I would imagine you'll probably see people like Kevin Durant and other names um, continue to contribute to these things. So uh, I think that Texas is going to be a big beneficiary of these uh, future NIL arrangements. If you can start doing these hedge fund type things.
0: The best program money can buy. It's an interesting time in college football. It is. That's a great way of putting it. it I is. wish Will was here because, you know, Will's been on Alabama since the beginning of the year. And just the the more, it's just his position on Alabama before the season started is just, it aged so well. Dude. That, I almost feel like a weird talking college football without him here.
1: Heisman Trophy winner.
0: Heisman Trophy winner. How do you feel about that?
1: I thought it was strange that, Michigan's defensive end was second. Aiden Hutchinson had a tremendous year and a very impactful season and showed up huge and big games, but um, I'm, and he's so memorable. I completely forgot his name, but the linebacker won the uh, Bronco Nagorski award. Will Anderson. Uh, Will Anderson. Thank you. I, I kept wanting to say James, which is also my cousin's um, name. <laughs> his stats across the board. It's very weird. Why he, w- he had more sacks, more tackles. Um, more tackles for loss, and I think tied on turnovers with, with Aiden Hudson. Not saying he had to, you know, be rated higher than him in the Heisman voting, but he wasn't even a finalist, so that was strange if he was going to be number two. So anyways, I'm pro-Bama guy.
0: People know this. Me, big SEC guy. How's SMU doing, recruiting-wise?
1: You know, we are uh, – We actually, we got a commitment from uh, the quarterback of Dallas South Oak Cliff, who – Notably, isn't like a highly rated uh, athlete, but if and if nothing else comes of our whole dedication to Triple D and actually being built of Dallas players, then us like completely committing ourselves to actually recruiting talent out of places that previously would have ended up in some JUCO and, and not had opportunities, I'm happy for it. Because Dallas South Oak Cliff um, is a high school in the southern part of Dallas, which Anyone knows anything about Dallas, it's similar to the eastern side of Austin, where all of the opportunity lies on the other side of the highway. Um, in fact, there's a stat, it's like 96% of what you would call white-collar or office-based jobs all lie ahead of I-30, kind of the equator of the city of Dallas. And so, being raised or growing up and going to high school in South Dallas or Southern Dallas County, uh, it's not included because Duncanville's not the same city, um, you're faced with a big... Gap of opportunity. So South Oak cliff is poised to become the first high school to win a football state title, not including Dallas Carter, which was nullified in the eighties. Um, in like 46 years, which is just wild to think about all of the talent that this city has South Oak cliff is like five miles away from Duncanville, if that. Um, and they just can't ever hold on to their talent. Cause they go to places like DeSoto, Duncanville, Bishop Dunn. So SMU taking their quarterback I think that's a huge, huge, uh, huge win. And, sh- you know, good luck to the Golden Bears.
0: I love it. They got Liberty Hill on Saturday. It's Going to be good. Ooh.
1: Who does Duncanville have?
0: Thank you for asking. Um, look, we've mentioned uh, Duncanville and Southlake already. They played in the uh, 6A region, one or two, doesn't matter. That's so a confusing thing. Uh, semi-finals over the weekend and Duncanville. Just their defense is really, really good. Um, south They've played like three times in the last couple of years. Southlake got them last year with Quinn Ewers, um, who had a relatively ordinary game. Um, not his fault that Duncanville defense was good last year, but they were better this year. Um, dude, they just, they just brought it to them. And now Duncanville has the team that they have played twice in the last three years for the state title in uh, North Shore out of Houston four. This is the third. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. And if you'll remember the, uh, they lost the first one on a hail Mary last play of the game. Uh, and then the next year went back, lost their quarterback, Jaquindon Jackson, who Texas commit transfer portal now at Utah backup cam cam rising, uh, mm-hmm. lost him due to a blown out knee. Cause some little butt munch in the semifinals blew, uh, just dove at his knee. Um, and, yeah, so they lost that game. They had to start a freshman. And now they're back, and I thought they could get there because they run the ball better than they have in recent years, and their defense, I think, is better, um, even though they may not have as many big names. They've still got D1 commits everywhere. Um, and a lot of those guys are, like, sophomores, so they're going to get more and more offers, um, you know, before their senior year. But that being said, Duncanville's got to get this one. Um Coach Samples the head coach. we've talked about his son quite a bit. He's the recruiting coordinator, defense, uh, running backs coach at SMU, left with Sonny Dykes to go to TCU. Um, his dad's the coach at Duncanville. He's one of the most iconic coaches in Texas. Um, but he's never won state. He's had uh, disastrous like last play losses like the, the one I mentioned and even one before that um, at uh, where was he Skyline? Uh, another DISD school. He's got to get this one. I, I think, I'm think i feeling good about it. Uh, it's not like I've been following North Shore. They're always really good. Um, they've got a ton of commits coming out of there too. And it's going to be fun. It'll be on TV in some capacity. So if you have a chance, watch it. It'll be fun. That's my high yeah. school sports minute.
1: Yeah, to Park, North Shore, out of uh, Glenna Park, south suburb of Houston. But former home of uh, or high school of Zach Evans number two recruit in the country who was committed to Georgia, went to TCU, and now is transferring somewhere. Hasn't been announced, I don't believe it. But I think Oklahoma's the heavy favorite right now.
0: Yeah, Oklahoma's done quite well um, in, the, in the last few days. I know they, they got a recommit uh, from a dude earlier. I was checking that out. Um, so if they get Zach Evans, that dude's got – he's like the most talented running back to come out of that class. I just don't think he's really uh, put it together yet. Uh, Oh, yeah.
1: He he would be in line with what Kennedy Brooks does for Oklahoma. Very similar um, body type and productivity, I think. So to stick on the high school, Texas high school football beat real quick. uh, Some news came down Friday night. um, You know, surprising and maybe popped up in a lot of your timelines. Um, David, you put this on here, so I don't want to completely steal this. uh, But basically... Texas journalist, Journalism Hall of Famer, amongst a million other accolades, and I'm not going to do it justice here. I'm, I implore you, if you care at all about Texas high school football or just curious on a surface level, follow Greg Tepper at Tepper. We may have him on in the future and sometime in the spring when he's a little less busy, although he'll be producing this magazine uh, at T-E-T-E-E, no, T-E-P-P-E-R. Sorry, off track there. Um, Dave Campbell is the name that's kind of synonymous with the beginning of Texas high school football season. Um, For several years, the Dave Campbell's Texas football magazine has been produced and published and put out and released every summer. And it is kind of like an annual almanac for Texas high school football. It's the Bible. Exactly. Exactly. Everybody outside of the state of Texas understands, oh, high school football in Texas is big, blah, blah, blah. Yes, but it's big everywhere from every tiny town of 200 up to schools like Duncanville where 4,500 students or Allen where Cool Adams from with 7,000 students in their high school. Um, And the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine would basically do at least a paragraph or a snippet review of every single team from the smallest 6A man private school to the biggest one and do photos and interviews and the thing would be an inch and a half thick by the time it's done um i remember more than a couple times i'm kind of getting goosebumps thinking about it like calling every single barnes and noble in the area from like january or not january like june 15th through like july 6th when it finally would release hey do you guys have this in stock hey do you have this in stock hey do you have this in stock stock? just hoping I would see my name pop up in this stupid magazine that would not mean anything to anyone else aside from me when I saw it. And I probably still have the copies. And if they weren't packed, I'd probably pull them up on, on camera here. Um, but I say all that to say, just to kind of contextualize, like the work that this guy did by just reporting on Texas high school football, which in the grand scheme of things means a lot to a lot of people. And it really means nothing in the bigger picture. He validated all of the effort and all of the time and everything you kind of make this thing be uh, or imagine it to be. And he gave like credence to like, or confidence. Like he kind of, he saw you and showed, you showed your story. Um, I was very fortunate to kind of get a chance to be interviewed by staff and do a couple other things with Dave Campbell, Texas football in the past. And this is well before like social media and all of these things. So, the amount of work that they do just reporting on the sport and being involved is all because of this guy's work for like 40 years. And yeah, big dude, good dude.
2: An absolute legend.
1: Absolutely.
0: Shout out to his family. Indeed. Of course. What?
1: No, I'm saying anything else.
0: (laughs) No, that, that pretty much summed it up. Uh, quite the life, uh, war hero, Was the editor at uh, one of the big Waco newspapers. Uh, I think he went to Baylor, was associated with the Baylor program for a long time. Um, And yeah, dude, the the guy, the guy's a legend. And I mean, there's not Texas high school football, like varsity blues and uh, Friday night lights, all that, that lore that, you know, you see in modern day pop culture, like that's not there if if he didn't decide like 50 years ago. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to make this a thing. I'm going to talk, like you said, about literally every school. I remember Micah. Micah was all excited a few years ago. We were we were giving him shit because he played uh, for a private school and it was six man or something. And he's like, "My name is in Dave Campbell's book," and like okay. it was like a source of pride. Yeah, Micah went to Westlake. Maybe I've just caught Micah in a lie, because well, <laughs> Micah uh, definitely did. I, I think
1: I remember the story. We talked about this, uh, and maybe he spent part of his time elsewhere, but. Uh, it's it, like I carried that thing around to like seven on seven tournaments. Cause it would release right before doubt the Texas high school seven on seven tournaments. And it would be a, you know, like looking into uh, a program and be like, Oh look, there he is. And there's that player. Oh, and he's ranked this and he's rated that. And that was just me being a nerd at a young age all the while, like, being you know a player as well which you know is probably very indicative of what i do now about this shit. but like <laughs> it was it just made it all cool um very 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 cool so r.i.p
0: now are you, are what's you not cool him? i am asking him dylan okay. i'm sending <laughs> micah a text to clarify because you kind of made me look like a big jerk <laughs> uh dylan can you uh Oh, is it time to
2: talk Brian Kelly, my favorite college football say, can we, coach? Can we
1: go from something very cool to not Dude. cool? <laughs>
2: what, I, what I love about Brian Kelly is he's so likable. He's so relatable. He's so down to earth. You know, he's not cringy at all. He's like super fun all the time. Can and I, He just gets it.
0: Can I interrupt you? Yeah. Micah didn't go to Westlake. Micah went to St. Andrews. Bye-bye. So thanks, man. Micah went to Westlake. Micah just said, I didn't go to Westlake. I went to St. Andrews what Dylan
1: would you rather be on a staff or play for a team coached by Brian Kelly or urban Meyer?
2: Oh my God. (laughs) I, you know, I said over the weekend, we actually went on the golf course and we were talking about urban Meyer and how he's just flaming out of the NFL already, not even finished with his first season. And I said, if he went back to college, I've had a said if Texas somehow landed urban Meyer, I would no longer be a Texas fan. And I, I stick, I stand by that. I think he is an absolute scumbag. Um, so, having said that, I think I would rather play for Brian Kelly than Urban Meyer, but I wouldn't be happy about it. The dude is just—he is so unlikable. I don't know—I don't know how he got guys to play for him at Notre Dame. I think he's going to have a tough time. I say that as he just landed like a five-star quarterback. The guy in the in this video we're about to talk about—he he committed, I believe. Yeah, but I think with like certain recruits, he's not going to. Really nail those in-home, you know, sit-down conversations with the family. He's certain
0: recruits like (laughs) where. where,
1: When you imagine these recruits,
0: are you thinking
2: more? (laughs) This is not. This is not a a black and white thing. This is just a. (laughs) If that's what you're. Are you
0: saying that calling Baton Rouge the song doesn't play in every household? (laughs) It probably doesn't. Um, it's not even the
2: song that i have why did they do the with. live version what is the dance what is he doing it's not a dance if you haven't seen this video it's just, a man just who doesn't dance go on the internet type in uh brian kelly colin baton rouge or whatever and you'll see it. The, it is the it's worst
1: walker, um it's, walker it's the worst slash best
2: worst slash best way to spend 30 seconds of your life
0: this is a this is a guy whose only dance experience in the last fifty years is like the occasional wedding. Yeah, this man, this man has they they look. It's hard to make LSU look uncool. Like you may not be an LSU fan, but like it's undeniably like has LSU. a lot of cool things about it. LSU somehow went
2: from having the most
0: likable coach in the country yeah. to the least
2: <laughs> likable coach in the country.
0: Unless your wife's at a gas station. Unless, and unless, him
2: there. unless he takes your wife home with him. <laughs> That's true. Um,
0: Four out of five blondes, agree
1: with Dylan.
2: <laughs> he's, he just, oh my God. How do you not see through this guy? That He's just a total fraud, man. A good football coach, granted. But I, I, I was, would not want was, my son to play for him. I
1: don't blame him for doing what's necessary to kind of blend, not blend in, but like it's bending the knee in my opinion. You know, uh, it's it's Nick Saban turning his offense into throwing the ball. Like, he's doing what's necessary not only to keep up on the field but off the field. Like, I hate the whole in this TikTok generation, but, like, when you look at what every other program is doing, you've got to be willing to do these dumb things. If the player cares about it and player wants to do it or some other high schooler, even if they think it's dumb, or worst case scenario, you think it's cringe content and it's viral AF, like LSU's yeah. name is out there with a five star quarterback.
0: Cliff did it at Tech. Uh, no. Kevin Sumlin did it at A and M. Swagcopter. Swag Copter. Um, look, this it, as far as like cringe coach content, that's triple C. Um, this isn't that bad. People, look people have been just looking for any reason to jump all over him because it was just a a really random hire and nobody saw it coming obviously well on the heels of the the family you know <laughs> family with the accent he's just coming off as a total fraud at least he uh, well, he needs to lean into it they need to have him do some kind of like cooking show he needs to learn like he needs to do a gumbo with some a Cajun like, cooking show Justin yeah william he or needs to yeah he needs to do something to kind of lean into the fact that he knows he's not that guy, pal. He's not that guy.
1: I grew up watching Justin Wilson all the damn times. like my first first fall in love with cooking. like if we get if he gets emerald out there or he needs to go direction of get emerald out there, or in the next video, I need him wearing a barrel, like full blown blue <laughs> jean overalls, straw hat, big piece of straw at his mouth, like he needs to go full redneck like riding a fan boat on the next one one of the two directions or
0: he needs to go hang out with master p one of the two directions okay either, i think honestly i'm okay with either of them he
2: dances like he was guilted into like guilted
0: into it at a wedding like i don't want yeah. to dance and his daughter's like come on dad get the cupid shuffle come on dad he gets out there and he doesn't know how to do it so he's just oh, kind of making him up like he's an old guy old guys just don't dance he's not quite a bag of bones yet but he's Wow, he stinks, oh. man. Did I, did I see where Lane Kiffin gave, hit him with a quote tweet? Did he? I think he hit him well, with means, a with like kind of a money? go look, shall we? With a with a funny gif or gif, depending on how you celebrate.
1: It Means he's doing something right. Um, Lane you know, is somebody
0: who 20- that dude's figured it out. As far as coaches go, that guy. Yeah, <laughs> he hit him with the Chris Tucker
2: <laughs> from Friday, shaking his head. That's great.
1: You think Lane Kiffin's so good at social media because he's always just tweeting with a 26-year-old sitting next to him?
2: Okay. Well, <laughs> there's something to that.
1: Uh, do we want to do new sponsor alert or do you want a sports party? I vetoed the last two things, or I moved one and, and, and nixed one.
0: Let's, uh, let's talk about our new sponsor. And, of course, we can't have a new sponsor without a new sponsor alert. Oh, it's a new sponsor. New sponsor alert. Thank you, Dylan. That's exactly what we were looking for. Our friends at Super Speciosa. Speciosa. I love this. I love saying it. I've been saying it all day. Look, Kratom. You've heard of it. It's an all-natural herb related to the coffee plant that's been used in Thailand for centuries. Kratom helps energize your mind and relax your body. It just helps you feel good without feeling impaired. Dylan. Hit me with a little personal story here, personal anecdote to add. Uh, my mother has uh, Lyme disease, has had
2: it for going on close to 20 years now. And she has been taking this stuff for years. It, uh, one, of the, one of the symptoms of, of her Lyme disease is it's very energy depleting, very fatigued all the time. Uh, and this just gives her a lift. She loves it. She takes it, I think, pretty much daily, speaks very highly.
0: There's all sorts of um, scenarios you might want to try it. If you're trying to run the extra mile, some people use it as a pre-workout. If you're just looking to you know, work up the cojones to ask your boss for a raise, then Kratom might be for you. It has only one ingredient, and that is pure Kratom leaf. Uh, highly recommend It's easy to use, 100% satisfaction or your money back guaranteed. Um, highly recommend the green strains. Those are the most popular. Those are the ones I was actually recommended. And, uh, let me just say it's delivering right now. You can try, tr- excuse me. You can try Kratom and get 20% off. Go to get slash bang. That's get slash bang and get 20% off with promo code bang. So it's almost a double bang scenario.
1: And even better, they've made a change to where if you've used the code in the past, Go back and try that bad boy again. Really? That worked twice. Yes. Uh, I'm new to the Kratom world. Uh, So the thing that I'm going to look to try is Super Specios has uh, capsules, which for me is a little bit easier way for me to dip my toe into the water. Um, As somebody who has issues with high energy, low energy throughout the day. I don't know. Maybe because there are a couple days a week where I'm making like a six hour carb drive, you know, round trip. And I just need that extra little punch. So uh, I'm all in.
0: Big capsule guy. Big capsule guy. That is get superleaf.com slash bang. Use promo code bang for 20% off. How about that? Uh, We got a little time to party. Party time? Do it. Quick little party. RIP Demarius Thomas. (laughs) Why are you laughing? Well, Is it because I did it? I let off the party with a RIP. It's a celebration of his That's life, KJ.
1: It's my fault. You,
0: you put it on here. We're I gonna... did. I'm so sorry. It's Yeah. Let's get over. Let's
1: Cut the music and let's restart that from top.
0: Okay. Okay. We'll okay. Cut the music. In. Because oh, yeah, yeah, we got to get the timestamp anyway. Thank you, KJ. That helps me out. <laughs> All right. A
1: little little bit of sad news before we party here in a solemn voice. Uh, A 32-year-old or 33-year-old, about to be 34, Demarius Thomas, former wide receiver out of Georgia Tech, was found, passed away in his home. No word on a reason or cause of death. Family members think it has something to do with uh, seizures that he suffered from a car accident uh, over the last couple of years. But uh, incredibly sad stuff. Um, Uh,
0: The outpouring from former teammates, colleagues, like just the apparently the best teammate, the best dude. You hear that a lot, but like this one felt this one felt hundred percent genuine. Yeah. So Demaris Thomas. All right. Gone too That's soon. And uh let's party now. I don't know if it's yeah, better. Now it's- we don't have to party. This will be more of like a celebration of life in general. You would want it that way. Hey, did you see AJ Ferrari, our official wrestler of Too Much Dip, uh, got into a little scrap? He's the official athlete
2: of Too Much Dip, I think.
0: Not his fault. Uh, it was actually in uh, the wrestling bedlam, a uh, little OU versus Okie State, little, uh little blood blood fight or whatever you call it, blood loss. I don't fucking mm-hmm. know what I'm saying. No love lost? No love lost. That's probably a better way of putting it. I loved it, it
2: in the, uh, the scrap. He just he just pulls out a wrestling move. Which he didn't I, strike. I guess that's what he knows, you know. He took him down. Yeah, he just took him to the mat, which is what he does that's better truthful. than anybody, I think. So, uh, to
0: AJ, yeah, shout out to AJ and shout out to his family, the Ferrari family. Speaking of combat sports, we had we had a big, some might say the biggest upset in the UFC. Daniel Nunez is no longer the champ. Julianne, I mean, what? Amanda Nunez, right? I do this all the time because I went to school with the Danielle Nunez. That's so embarrassing. I'm so glad she doesn't listen to the show because she would think I was thinking about her, and I, apparently I am. Amanda Something. Nunez, that's really embarrassing. She loses. Juliana Pena was like a plus six fifty underdog. Um, big deal. I wish I had been watching this. I wasn't. I'll be honest. I was actually out with Dylan drinking espresso martinis. It's true. But that being said, I've seen the highlights. That was awesome. Very cool. And you also had uh, Dustin Poirier losing to Charles Oliveira, who is absolutely um top two or three pound for pound guys in the world right now. And Connor wants is a piece. What's up? Is uh, Oliveira lightweight? Uh yes. And I think So Style Bender? Stylebender is no. Style bender probably weighs twenty pounds on him.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I get my classes mixed up.
0: No, that's okay. Um, Connor wants a piece of this. I don't want that at all. Dude doesn't want to fight a ch- in a long, long time. He might get it because Dana can do what he wants. I'd like to see a paper written on the F1, F1's governing body and, uh, mixed martial arts governing body or the UFC, the UFC in general.
1: I guess, you know, anytime you get into fighting, especially UFC, like you don't have any obligation to make the best fight that's like technically the best fight you have to, the obligation make like the most competitive fight that will draw on the most money. Like that's why we keep getting, well, he's retired now, but that's why Pacquiao kept getting big fights. Like, sure. nobody thought it was anything but money. Um, and then it is the beginning of bowls bowl game season. I will try to keep us all updated on what games you actually should spend any time paying attention. Your first one, Boca Raton bowl. Uh, is this Saturday morning featuring Western Kentucky, which, by the way, moment of silence for all those lives lost through the huge storm front and tornado uh, over the weekend. Absolute terrifying situation. Some towns just absolutely wiped off the map uh, and damage in Bowling Green, Kentucky, which is home to Western Kentucky. Um, I've got a couple friends, one of which is a listener to this good program. So. Shouts to any listeners we have in that area. Absolutely. Can, can I,
0: well. can I double down on that point? Can I, um, our friend listener, Evan LaPointe, his wife is a teacher, um, in Bowling Green, I believe. And they have had a ton of teachers and students affected. Um, they're taking donations right now to buy gift cards, uh, for the families, all of Western Kentucky. Um, and they're doing those. They're donating everything. Uh, her Venmo it's at Haley H a L E Y L 19 Haley L 19. Uh, they're donating all that because there's just so many people. This is one of the scary tornadoes. KJ. I didn't know you were such a weather. What's, up, Haley? What's up. How do you spell Haley? Oh, H a L E Y at Haley L 19.
1: Got it. Got it. As a son of a teacher, grandson of a teacher, nephew of teachers, as you husband of a teacher, uh, That is always a a cause that I will support. So Um, yeah, Western Kentucky plays App State over under for this game set at 67. It's the third highest of all bowl, of the entire bowl season. SMU Virginia, I think is at 70 or 71 because SMU has no defense. Uh, And then the other game, it's impossible for me to absolutely know that off the top of my head, but it's at 67 and a half. So it'll be worth watching Saturday morning. Western Kentucky and App State with the extra juice for the team in Western Kentucky. Cause they got a reason to, you know, go out there and win.
0: Fantastic. Good party. Let's run it back. Dylan, run us back. Get us out of here. Of course this is the segment during which we talk about what we already talked
2: about. You ready? Let's go. We're all going to come, <laughs> which was a, uh, for some reason the theme of the first two minutes of this, today's episode. Queen Latifi got in a wreck in Abu Dhabi. Hey. That's unfortunate. <laughs> Urban is surrounded by a bun.
1: Oh, a bunch Listen. of losers. KJ has ADHD. She <laughs>
0: <has ADHD. laughs> gotta finish that <laughs> sentence, KJ. The Urban Burger. Oh, <laughs> a bunch. Okay. He lit he Ron Bergen did it, and I was looking at it, I, and I re- like, I would I was I, like, what does that mean?
2: Surrounded by a bun. That's so he's like the, a patty? What's going on here? In You're this like, scenario.
0: <laughs> He is a meat patty.
2: <laughs> Quinn yours drinks kind of fantastic. Some KJ touches throughout this list, of course. Uh, we call the Alab- will call the Alabama season. People forget. That's true. He was the first one in on that. New sponsor alert, Super Speciosa. I just wanted to say that. Super Speciosa. And finally, Texas is back. I don't know if we decided <laughs> that. Texas is back. It's mullet season and mullet fever. Bleach blonde mullet. I'm gonna get a wig. We're all gonna do it. Adam's with me. Texas is bad. You are
1: not allowed to support the mullet at this point in time. Oh,
0: I absolutely am. I'm all <laughs> in on Quinn Ewers. let's fucking go. All right. I think we got one more live stream in 2021, and it is this Thursday. So we will see y'all then 630, 30 Media YouTube. Remember, go to washed media shop, washmedia.shop and get some gear. On that note. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. I want
1: my chips with the dip. That's all I know. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with the dip. i bring them dips.